Homestyle Green, episode 68. Sustainable Home Success Story. G'day, Matthew Cutler-Welsh here, and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the show about inspiring people to make a better place to live. And it's been a, a great weekend. I've enjoyed hanging out with the kids this weekend while my wife Natalie's been out at a, at a workshop with um, some other inspiring people. And today, I don't know if uh, those that are in New Zealand may have caught up with my wasn't quite my first radio appearance, but the first in a series of radio appearances, hopefully, with the resident builder himself, Peter Wolfcamp, who is starting a new session on News Talk ZB on a Sunday morning, talking homes from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Nice early start there on a Sunday morning. Great fun, uh, really great guy. Uh, Peter Wolfcamp is, is good value, and he's going to have a whole bunch of people from different areas of residential building and different aspects of building on his show. That's going to run, I think, for the next 12 months at least. So uh, tune in, News Talk ZB on a Sunday morning. And I, I won't be there every Sunday, but I'll come back here every few weeks to have a chat about sustainability issues. And as we discussed this morning, I'm pretty keen to delve into some health and comfort and energy efficiency because that's really what I think motivates people. So very exciting to uh, to be part of that. I'm totally honoured to be there. Uh, it's it's a it's a real privilege, and I I think part of that is uh, through my work with Homestar as well, and uh, obviously very interested in Homestar and how that's going. So for those that don't know that that's my day job, totally unrelated to this. No um, impressions or views, opinions expressed in this show anything to do with Homestar. They are my own, but uh, most of the most people out there will know that that's my day job. All right, now something else that's going on over at homestylegreen.com is I'm setting up some ways in which I can help you with your project, whether it's um, a renovation of an existing home or if you're just embarking on a, a new build or maybe you might be getting fairly developed in the concept and getting down to design details of a new plan. I want to help you out, and I've already done this for a few people, and I've really enjoyed it. And um, some people are going through the building process now. It's quite exciting to see. So I've got three general uh, suggestions of how I can help. Firstly, have a free chat. Now, uh, what I've put up there is a an offer for 20 minutes free Skype, usually Skype, that's the easiest way, Bit of a chat. Um, you can schedule a time. I've got my calendar availability on Schedule Once, which is a uh, Google Calendar add-on, and you can jump on there, find a time that suits, and we can get online, have a bit of a chat. And uh, if you've got any specific questions, then that might be a good way to address those. No obligation. Uh, would love to hear from you. Of course, if you don't have the time for that, or um, Skype, or or just want something quicker then by all means feel free to chuck something up on the Facebook page or just send us an email through the website or matthew at homestylegreen.com. So that's the first option. 
Now, secondly, I have done this for one or two people as well, where I've actually written a brief report and some recommendations on a house plan. So if you've got a concept or the a basic outline of a plan, you can send them through and I'll have a bit of a look at it, write up some notes and give you a little bit of report and point you in the right direction. And I think for a lot of people that just gives a bit of extra confidence when you're talking to your designer or your builder. So for that option, it's a bit of a bargain at the moment. I'm just trying that out. And standard price is 70 bucks, and that'll get you a basically a, a bit of a plan review and a short report with some recommendations. Again, you can put some specific questions on there, and that allows me to go and do a little bit of research if I need to and get back to you with something um, written. Then finally, this is something I'm really excited about, and I have tested it out. And I am really keen to find out what people would like out of, from this service. The basic concept is to get the look and the feel of your home, your potential home, sooner rather than later. Now, there's a lot of potential out there, and we've talked about it on this show, where you can actually find out how your house should perform way before you finish it, get the keys, and, and, and move in. And I, you should also be able to see what it looks like. And this is something that is done in a lot of architectural firms. If you're paying a fair amount for a, a decent architect, they might give you a couple of 3D rendered images towards the end of the process to say, this is what it might look like and play with some colors and, and sort of get you a little bit more excited about the elevations and, and how it all looks. I think that you can do that a lot earlier in the process now. And I think you should do it a lot earlier in the process because at the concept stage is where you're making those dreams and your visions of, of what you like and, and what you see. And if you get to that end and think, oh, that looks a bit strange, then either it's going to be very expensive because you're going to be paying that, all that professional time or it may just not be possible because a lot of other things might have been put in place and it's just a bit too hard to move that wall here or, gee, I didn't know that chimney was going to stick up that much or... Do those windows really need to be that big? Those sorts of things, they can be modelled earlier on um, from a visual point of view, but more importantly, there are tools out there now where you can see how the house will perform from a, from a thermal and comfort point of view, and that is one of the things that I'm really passionate about. So what I'm um, offering, and I, this is a bit of a test at the moment, but look, if, you, if you've got a house in the early stage and you want to give it a go, then do get in touch. $490 will get a 3D render image for you so you can have a look look at it um, from a few different angles to see early on how, how it'll look. And we'll also model it for you with some assumptions of your material type and, and the location it's going to be in. And we'll give you an idea of the sort of temperature it's going to be in and the sort of energy you're going to be required to heat that space. We might be able to run a couple of scenarios as well to answer a few key questions like, what kind of heating do I need or do I even need a, a underfloor heating or a big centralised heating system? Because in a lot of cases, if you design well around New Zealand and the, the sort of latitude that we're in here, and, and that goes for other parts of the world as well, of course, you may not need as much heating as, as you think, or any for that matter. So anyway, uh, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of options there from, from free. Give us a chat, uh, 20 minutes, free chat. $70 for a, a quick plan review and a report 
or $490 and we'll get a 3D model done and also a thermal analysis. On to today's interview. Now, I was looking at uh, some notes and uh, some articles that were up online a couple of weeks ago. One attracted my attention because we get a few houses now that uh, appear in newspapers or articles online and it's quite exciting to to see more of those, particularly here in New Zealand. And this one grabbed my attention. I thought, I'll see if I can look them up and uh, get in touch. And I did just that. And Ron and Maureen from Tauranga were more than happy to share some of their learning and the journey of building their home. So I uh, called them up and had a chat and... Um, Ron was very gracious in allowing me to record that conversation and I'm going to share it with you today. So I started out by asking Ron why he built the house that he did. Well, we um, believe the world's in the process of change and that um, we as people need to look much more at living as sustainably as we can. Yeah. And this includes both in the house uh, in uh, our food, so we're uh, the only lawn on the section is just a small piece of um, caramel plus the berm we've got, which is in grass at this stage. Right. The rest of it, the rest of the the, the ground is in uh, vegetables, weeds, particularly weeds we can eat. Right. And um, uh, fruit trees. Right. How, is your section a regular size, or is it is it quite a large section? No, 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 no. It's about six hundred. Okay. And your total floor area is about one hundred and seventy square meters. One hundred sixty-nine. That includes yep. a garage. So what's that your includes sort of, a double garage? And is that about thirty square meters? Thirty-six, sixty-six. Right. So you you're around about. Um, Hundred and thirty odd square meters for yeah, your living for, for, for a living area. Yeah, and how many bedrooms is that? How many what? How many bedrooms? We've got two bedrooms. Yep. Uh, but we've also got a as part of the lounge, uh, what the architect called an alfresco area. Nice. Uh, which is like a sunroom. Yep. And we've got. Um, uh, a door that folds right back to open the wall right up, so it, it's included. It can be included in the in the lounge. Yeah, most of the time it is, but it also can be shut off and used as a bedroom. We've got a, uh, a couch there, for example, that can go down to a double bed. Right, so you've got some versatility there and flexibility of how you use that space. Yeah, yeah, and the same thing in terms of the garage. It's um, uh, has the same floor because we've got a polished concrete floor with the paint in it. Right. And uh, it, it also is insulated the same as the rest of the house, roof and walls. Uh, and the garage door is also insulated. Right. We haven't used it yet, but theoretically we could use it uh, if we wanted to accommodate um, extra, particularly grandchildren. Yep. We could put down some uh, bedding on the floor, back the car out, and, and use it. And that's because you primarily because you've got a, a an insulated garage 
door plus you've you've insulated the walls which wouldn't necessarily if it was just going to be a garage well it, the way the walls are built they're insulated anyhow okay what type of uh construction is it it's insulated concrete form right do you know that yeah, in fact, I've just spoken to a provide a, a relatively new provider of that uh, in this country. It sounds like a a very advantageous building system. Yeah, well, the, the guy here that uh, involved with that, Barry Johnson, had spent twenty five years, I think it was, in Canada doing it. Right, and then he came back, back here and began to build. Yeah, uh, uh, so. Ron, what was it about the standard, typical new house in a subdivision that didn't really appeal to you? Well, we wanted to be built of um, uh, a sustainable uh, building format, and that's why we ended up with the insulated concrete form blocks, yeah. because they have, um, uh, and we've got, of course, the polished concrete floor, uh, but all the concrete uh, is um, the cement. Twenty percent of the cement has been substituted with fly ash from Humphrey Power Station. Yep. Which is a waste product and costs nothing. Yep. And the purpose of doing that, one of the main purposes on the floor, for example, uh, is to um, try and reduce the cracking. Right. To minimum. Right. Yeah. Plus, and you're using a, a recycled material there as well. Uh, and using a waste product as part of the exercise. Mm. Were things like that hard to find? Uh, no. We, it was just really a matter of uh, inquiring around and found that these were available. And how on board was your design and builder team? Well, the architect... Um, he, um, we, we took a, uh, a plan that we thought would fit the situation because we wanted to be building uh, the main living space and the main bedroom uh, facing north. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of, I know you've actually seen the design of the house, um, the alfresco area uh, had glass right around it, including uh, we've got a raking roof so that the front of that, that faces north, it's actually at the back of the house, but it faces north. Uh, that window, for example, is four by three metres. Right. Uh, and it has, with the raking fall in the winter, as we come now, uh, the glass, uh, the, sun, the sun actually comes right in across the lounge floor, whereas in the summer, it, uh, the sun at that stage is actually overhead, when it gets around to that point, so that it, um, you know, we don't get too much in. Yeah, so right. So that helps the, the uh, and with the sort of way the, the products that we used uh, during the winter, uh, we don't put on the heat pump very much at all. I think about half a dozen times last year. Uh, and it nor does it get too hot in the, in the summer. Yeah. And there's nothing, no heating on now, for example. Yeah, right, uh, whereas I'm uh, sitting up here in Auckland, further north from you, and we've definitely got heaters on in our house. <laughs> oh, no, 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 need for, no need for that at all. So you mm. sound like you are very knowledgeable about 
these aspects around passive uh, solar design and materials and products. Did you know about those sorts of things before you embarked on this project? Uh, well, we belonged at the time to Transition Towns, you know them? Yep. And we ran a group with them called Sustainable Housing for a couple of years. Right. And and uh, the builders, the guy that had the and did the uh, entire concrete form blocks, he joined that group and he uh, talked about that and we picked up one or two things and we just picked it up as we went along. Right. Um, so you've learned quite a few things there along that, that journey. Yeah, yeah. And there are a number of other features about the whole thing. And is that how you found your architect as well? Uh, well, yes and no. We bought this um, section... Uh, in an area called 12 Acre Wood. It was a, a subdivision of about 70 odd uh, sections, most of which had been built on it. Uh, and because we're interested in, in communities, we lived in communities before. Yeah. Uh, and um, the, uh, the guy that we bought the section of that, that actually had done the subdivision and, still, and lives on in, in a house on it, uh, he had um, used this particular uh, architect. And he encouraged us to think about using them, and he um, was um, quite um, interested in what we were wanting to do. And he had one or two suggestions, so he really just took our the plan that we had provided them with and drew it up, added a few other suggestions to it, and, and incorporated some of them. Right. And, and that, and just designed it, and submitted the plan to the council. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He wasn't involved in the any well, supervision or any, anything else with the, the building. In fact, he hasn't been to see it since we built it. Been right. Well, it sounds like you, you knew what you wanted uh, pretty well going into it. What was your biggest challenge during the design or the build? Well, what, well, what happened uh, was that the, the, the builder that we got because of his um, involvement with the entire concrete form um, he was unable to actually do the um, the building when it came to it because we were delayed, as is not unusual, in the council getting their um, uh, get, get, giving their consent of plans, yep. etc. Yep. And he got involved in a big job in Hamilton, so he then had to look around and found for us uh, another uh, builder to actually um, come and do the building. And he hadn't had a lot of experience with this type of um, structure, etc. But a very nice guy, uh, etc. Uh, who we got on board. But we, in fact, ended up sort of doing quite a bit of the project management ourselves. Right. And, and had you had exper- had you had experience managing a project like that in the past? Not, not to that sort of extent. But we've done a, a number of things ourselves. Right. So you know, we just picked up the challenge and ran with it. So getting a, a builder who wasn't familiar with that building system was a bit of a challenge? Well, yes, but he, we got on very well with him. Nice. So that worked out all right. Yeah, he had a good project manager on board. Yeah, well, one of these things. And yeah. did you compare costs at all with if you'd gone down a more, more uh, mainstream design build option in a, in a subdivision? Uh, well, the cost worked out at a, in the end at about 2,000 square metre. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, we got it at a tank. 
even though we were in the, in the city, we right. put in a, a 15,000 litre water tank. Yeah. Which is part of that with, with um, filters and all that sort of thing. Is that, so is that plumbed into the house? Sorry? Is that yeah, plumbed? That, yeah. So that includes a pump and... Is it, yep. You're actually using that water in your in your main supply. You've also got some solar power as well, haven't you? Yeah, we got solar power. So um, and, and we've got two systems. Yeah, we've got the system that uh, has the PPCs, etc., on one roof, and then we've got a, um, a tube system for the hot water. Right. And so the hot water. That, 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 hmm? So quite often the people ask me is, whether they should go solar. PV or solar thermal, you've gone for both. Yeah. And that works well? Well, um, yeah, we've um, we turned the um, uh, hot water on to the electricity, which we can do. If, if, and the other day, because we had a visitor who wanted an early morning shower, and we, uh, we had had very much sun the previous two or three days. So that was the first time it had been turned on since last August or September. Yeah. Uh, and the other system, we haven't paid again anything. To, uh, we haven't paid any power bill since like say, last year, August, September. Right. So you're you're benefiting from that improved design on a ongoing running cost basis. The uh, running yeah, well, cost of we, we can we can't understand why a lot of people. Uh, in Tauranga and there's a number of other places around the country aren't putting solar power in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've had a 25-year guarantee and the way we're going, we'll pay it all off in seven years, if not less. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, feel like you had to compromise on anything else? Like, is there anything that is that you feel that you had to not have because you wanted to include these other features like solar and um and, and, and well um, looking back now um uh it, it wasn't really an issue there was nothing else we really wanted to put in it uh and you know i mean the, the builder that ends up coming to us uh, he said to me one day that he would look at putting a solar panel up in when he had got reduced his mortgage somewhat Right, and I said, "You just go and do the homework on the costs." Yeah, and came back and said, "I've done the homework, and I'm putting it. I'm going to borrow a bit more money from the bank and go and put it in." Right, because it makes sense to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a number of other features about it. I mean, for example, uh, we've got um, uh, windows uh, that uh, automated uh, in the Alfresco area on the three sides. Uh, uh, for the airflow and uh, higher, and the, and there's a couple of windows between there and on the high part of the wall in the between uh, the alfresco and, and the sounds. There's levers we got put in in the um, above the doorway into the passage, small passageway area that goes into the bedrooms. Right. Um, so you control yeah. your own ventilation and airflow through there. Yeah. When yeah. you say the windows are automated, so do they uh, open? Press a button. Oh, okay. So you 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 can still control them manually. Uh, at the yeah, by, yeah, 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 by by pushing the button, they've got motors on. Right. 
Uh, did you? Um, what type of windows did you uh, put in the house? Sorry, what do you mean by that? I mean, they're double glazed. Double glazed. Are they standard framing? Yeah. Just out, aluminium frames? Yeah. And you haven't found that you've had any condensation issues with those? No, not at all. And because you, and you, uh, you, cause you've got quite a lot of thermal mass, so I imagine that the... Well, the... Yeah, well in the floor, for example, in Alfresco, uh, we've got a um, 200 mil thick flooring. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of polished concrete, so the, the paint's in, in it right through. The yeah. rest of the house, including the garage, has got 100 mil, and of course they're on top of polystyrene. Yeah, yeah. So it's all very well insulated, and you, and you keep that thermal mass, the, the general fabric of the house stays warm. Yeah. Uh, well, the other thing pretty, is, pretty dry. Yeah, it helps that, of course, for the, the summer, is that the roof is just off-white. Yeah, tell white. us about that. So why did you do that? Well, because we wanted to reflect the sun, mm-hmm. uh, and when we started making inquiries, we began to discover that the the cost of um, not the cost, sorry, the the effect uh, of uh, a dark roof um, means that you normally uh, have a greater variation in your um, uh, the, the impact of the insulation. Yeah. So that's a good so, tip for keeping the house cooler in the summertime is to have a, yep. a lighter coloured roof. Yeah. And, of course, with insulation in the roof, in the roof areas, uh, we've got wool, which, uh, and at the highest rating that you can get for wool. Yeah. Looks, it sounds like it uh, is a great all-round result, Ron, and uh, clearly you, you're happy with the, the end result. What general advice would you have for someone who's just embarking on a new build or a major renovation for their home? Um, They've got to do as much homework as possible Mm -hmm. and and I think getting uh, the right uh, tradesmen is pretty uh, important. For example, uh, in the living room area, uh, we wanted to put and in most of it we have, a natural clay plaster. It comes from Australia. I I believe you can also get it from America as well. And that can be finished uh, in an adobe-type finish. So is this instead Uh, of uh, uh, jib or drywall kind of plaster? No, this is the different twice. When we came to do it, um, the plaster, who was a very nice guy who I'd certainly recommend, Yep. Said, oh, no, you, 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 you've got to first of all put your jib on uh, and put the cleating behind that onto the polystyrene wall. Yeah. And then and then we'll put this um, plaster on. Yep. Um, it, uh, it it probably should have had uh, more of actual plaster, but it's fairly a fairly costly item. Right. And we would like to have had it right through the house, but he said, no, we can't do it with with sugar. Would only have to put it on the um, on the jib, etc. But when he had finished the whole thing and looked at it, he said, "I think we could have actually done what you really wanted, and that was plastered straight on to the polystyrene. I'll put a probably put a knitting over, yep, like you do on the outside, and and then put um, plastered straight on to that. And because the paint is in it, you would have reduced substantially um, the work done by a painter, right? Right." 
So is that a yeah, case of, of him not having seen that product or done it before and it, yeah. was, it was the first he, time? Yeah, he hadn't had any experience with it. Yeah, and I think that often happens with a lot of these uh, products or building systems that people are bringing from overseas, which are very good systems. If you come across a tra- tradesperson who hasn't seen it before, there it may take them one or two projects to to understand it properly. Well, he was one of the interesting things. He was one of the uh, tertiary pastors recommended to us by the guy from Resine who um, handled this um, product. Right. But he, but he still hadn't actually done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that, um, that is one of the challenges. Yeah. Well, and it's a fairly new product sort of thing. But however, mm. Um, mm. we were quite uh, quite happy with the, with the result. Um We've got some LED lighting. Yeah. Um, again, um, we've got it, uh, particularly in the areas where uh, we can we're sitting and read at night in the lounge area. So it can be directed right down rather than having um, freestanding um, uh, lights, yep. uh, lamps and plugged into the floor. Yeah. We didn't want that. Uh, but quite a lot of the other lights, um, we've still got uh, energy uh, reducing bulbs, but they are such that uh, when those bulbs go, we'll eventually replace them with LEDs uh, in the expectation that, of course, that the, uh, the LED lights will outlet out. <laughs> right. So you're very happy with the performance and the the output of the LEDs? Yes, yeah. 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 Excellent. Hey, well, it sounds like it's um, all worked out very well, uh, Ron. So uh, well done. And uh, it's, uh, it's, I think by the sound of it, your research has, has paid off well and you've got a beautiful, comfortable home that's really cost-efficient to run now. Very good to live in. Excellent. Hey, well, very thank you very good. much for your time. Yeah. Really appreciate it. That's all right. If you want any further information, just give us a call. If anybody wants to come and have a look, we have a number of people that come through. Oh, do you? You do? You have some people to come and come and check it out? Yeah, yeah. We well, we uh, also belong to the um, Environment Centre, and they have a um, uh, sustainable backyard month in March. And uh, last year, for example, they had a tour of uh, a number of houses that are built with um, environmental factors taken into account and as a result of that one of the people came from the council and she brought another dozen of them out a few days later right them. right uh, and some of the designers and their ignorance about the whole business yeah was absolutely appalling yeah yeah I mean, and that's exciting i i think and, and, and that's partly why i was really keen to talk to you as well because i think there is a hunger for information and to, for people to go and see and touch and feel examples of good building because there's so many examples of not so good building that people really value learning from people like yourself who have who have tried a few things and, and put it put themselves out there and, and done it and done it successfully so yeah um yeah but, well i think the, the comment we get from a number of people is that it just looks like an ordinary home right yeah and, uh, when they come they hear about it and they come to see it, they expect to see something somewhat different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, that. and then they also get interested in the way we're going to try and live as much as possible out of the garden. Yep. So the sustainability goes through into all areas of life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
Awesome. Hey, well, thank you very much, Ron. I really appreciate your time. On yeah. a, on and to you, everyone in the world, just give a ring. Great. Thanks, Ron. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, I'm very, very interested to know what you thought of that chat with Ron from Tauranga. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I think it's great to celebrate in some success stories like that from people who have gone through a bit of a journey, built their house, and come out the other end. And are happy with it and uh, have done some uh, some great learning there from uh, for all of us that we can maybe uh, incorporate into our own design and our future projects. Three points that I took from that conversation. First of all, flexible space. I was very impressed with the way that, that they were, first of all, um, fairly modest, I think, about their, the size of their home. It was not massive, um, but... That sounds quite clever in that, not that I would advocate for setting up a garage that uh, you want to turn into a bedroom. There's a few issues with that. But it's quite clever thinking to look at each space and say, this is its primary use, but is there a second use? Or could I make this space that could be adaptable so that I don't need a separate room for, uh, I mean, the classic one is a media room. Uh, a separate room just for watching a TV or watching a movie. You know, if that's your thing, then sure enough. But there might be a way that you can make that space be usable as something else. You open up a big sliding door and, and making it uh, a shared space that uh, can be a play area and then you can close it off and, and use it for another purpose. So having flexible spaces is a great way of potentially cutting down the floor area and that cuts down the build price, but it also cuts down the running cost of your house because it's less space to heat and to clean as well. So um, flexible spaces. Secondly, knowing what you want and doing lots of homework or a good bit of homework anyway. But it was clear that Ron knew what he wanted from a performance point of view, from a size point of view. And he had also done a bit of research around materials and people as well. And that brings me to my third point, which uh, Ron was um, one of his recommendations. It was about getting the right tradespeople. Now, obviously, that is is a bit tricky, because how do you do that? And that that is one of the big challenges. How do you find the right tradespeople? And that's something that I want to explore a little bit in the future. By the way, if you know good tradespeople in your area, tradespeople particularly who get energy efficiency and sustainability, put them in touch with me because I want to hear from them. They are quite hard to find, and I think that will become more and more valuable. So if you're a tradesperson and you think you can do things slightly better or understand energy efficiency, water efficiency, or whatever your particular trade is, then get in touch because I want to hear from you, and I guarantee that lots of other people want to hear from you for those reasons as well. Um, related to that issue, I get a feeling that Ron had done a fair bit of networking in his community and got to know a few people before his project. And I think there's some learning there as well and the value of talking to people and finding out what's going on, finding out who's who and who other people recommend. Alrighty, that is enough for me for this week. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, remember, if you do want to get some advice for your home, then do get in touch. We've got those three options, uh, starting with free stuff uh, on our Facebook page, writing in to comments or matthew at homestylegreen.com or 
um, you can book a time with me and we'll have a chat over Skype for about 20 minutes, completely free. Um, I also have the option of doing a bit of a plan review if you want to send some stuff and ask some specific questions. I can write up a bit of uh, a report, some, some notes for you if you want that extra confidence. And then if you do want to get some good, beautiful pictures done of your concept plans, get in early. Get in while you're just um, sketching things out. 490 bucks. we can do that. We can get some 3D uh, images done, and we can also have a look at doing a thermal analysis of a few options as well. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is Matthew Cutler-Welsh. Now go make a better place to live.